Season 2, Episode 1, Hunchback Rises the Round Barn. Hello, I'm Michael L. Harris, and this is Midwest Entertainment Review, a place where I share my open, unplugged thoughts about the entertainment that I've seen throughout the state of Indiana, well, throughout the Midwest, and with a concentration on northern Indiana. First up, and currently playing at the Round Barn Theater at the Barns of Napanee, is The Hunchback of Notre Dame a new musical based on the Victor Hugo novel with songs from the Disney film. For those of you who have listened to Midwest Entertainment Review in the past, you know that I've had a number of issues with the Round Barns productions. But I've always felt that the now operations manager and director of The Hunchback, Alex E. Price, is a formidable asset to the Round Barns. Under his direction, the Round Barn has significantly upped their game. In fact, I can say that the Hunchback is not only the best thing to come out of the barns in under the current creative team, but it's also the best thing that I've seen at the Round Barn Theater in the past 25 years. The actors moved meaningfully around the stage, a change from past productions. Choreography by Molly Hill was significantly improved. The vocals were on point, and Alex Price's set design all made for an enjoyable evening and a must-see recommendation. While I was initially leery about Hunchback Caleb Shaw's interpretation of the lead character, he became increasingly endearing throughout the show, and as vocal captain, he really elevated the entire ensemble. I'm hopeful that this trend will continue for the rest of the season, bringing not only the wonderful gift of professional theater back to the round barn itself, but also to the community as a whole as live theater returns to northern Indiana. Of course, there are always problems and things that one would change. I would be less than honest if I didn't acknowledge those things with this production, and while some of them are directorial preferences, they are nonetheless on my radar and therefore, I believe, noteworthy. While character interpretation was, was good, the only character that I actually felt was totally in the moment and playing off the other actors consistently was the Hunchback. The other characters, while playing to the audience, seemed to be less connected to the other actors. Secondly, my ongoing pet peeve uh, remains no live orchestra. I just don't believe that you can do live musical theater effectively without a live orchestra. And while I, I admit that this production was superior, it still needed the live orchestra, in my opinion. Finally, I realize that while we're living in a world of COVID, that we are living in a world of COVID, and I am aware that many of the theaters who have returned to live performances have done so with masked actors. Something, however, that I believe detracts from the performance. And while I applaud all the actors who perform maskless, one actor chose to appear in a mask. And while it was a see-through mask, it still detracted from me and from the production and the sound was distorted, which I felt was a disservice not only to the audience, but also to the other actors. That aside, book your ticket today, support The Round Barn and Alex E. Price as they continue to rise uh, the, the Round Barn to the status of professional theater. The Hunchback runs at the Round Barn Theater through April 18th, followed by When Calls the Heart, based on the novel by Jeanette Oak. Elkhart Civic Theater also came through with a show within a show musical called Title of the Show, written as though it were uh, the beginning of a script template. Directed by Brock Butler, starring Sean Lays, Christian Marquez, Minnie Bell, and Kirsten Kinder, with a wonder with Wonderful comic inserts by musical director Roy Brockema. Brockema. 
in fact, his comic inputs were so natural that a technical fupa at the beginning of the show seemed natural to, to be a natural flow into the play's rhythm itself. The show follows the annex of two unknown writers who want to take their new show, still in development, to Broadway, and, enlist, and they enlist the help of two female actor friends. The show is worth your time, uh, worth the price of admission, which is considerably low, and runs uh, with both live and virtual performances through April 18th. There continue to be a plethora plethora of nationally known singers of all genre who are continuing to do online virtual performances at nominal fees. To catch these performances, get on the mailing list of Half Price Tickets, Gold Star, Stage It, and others. Many national theaters, including Steppenwolf and Goodman in Chicago, are offering virtual screenings of their past performances and also new Zoom performances. I recently uh, saw a very moving performance by former inmates turned turned to actors um, in a show that explores the travesty of the current criminal justice system. The performance was created by actors telling their own stories. The initial improvisations were later converted into a, into a formatted performance that flowed movingly through an emotional arc. If you have a chance to catch the performance of From Number to Name, I highly recommend that you do so. And if your heart is not softened, I will gladly refund your $20 ticket price. Well, maybe not, but either way, I will definitely write you off as DOA. Both Ball State and Bethel Universities have continued to or have been offering virtual performances. Bethel also offers live, a live performance experience. I recently attended a live performance of one of their most recent productions. It was actually a, a two-short play production, Flux and the Obelisk. While I had a number of issues with the works themselves and the performance was a little shaky, I do applaud Bethel's efforts at returning both to live theater, albeit uh, returning to live theater and uh, embracing a new form of performance uh, created by COVID. And albeit with masks, they did a very wonderful job of attempting to present theater in a very new and experimental fashion. What was most interesting to me was watching the technical aspects of the production unfold in front of me as they were projected on the um, screens on either side of the stage with special effects. Ball State's virtual efforts were, in and of themselves, equally unimpressive. Uh, Putting on a musical in Reader's Theater style and singing through Mass just was too distracting. But again, I applaud both of the university's efforts at introducing their students to a new world of theater and also also, um, to continuing to try and make productions safe However, those safety efforts did damage the overall audience experience. 316 Community Theater revived the long-running production uh, at Syracuse, Indiana of The Passion. They had live animals and a crowd of actors, which uh, amazingly came through for them. However, some of the supporting actors forgot their lines and sang off tune just too many times. Callie Harris, however, gave a stunning performance in her shared role as Mary, the mother of Jesus. 
Syracuse Wallace Chautauqua has a number of upcoming events. Check the website for those, one of which is the historic boat tour of Lake Wallacee and a special Memorial Day program, Taps Across the Water, which will occur on May 30th at dusk. There will be up to as many as 30 trumpet players who will play Taps in unison across the water at sundown. They're just still looking for trumpet players, so if you're interested, check the Wawasee Chautauqua Facebook site for additional details. If you have specific questions about area entertainment, or if you're a venue owner and would like me to review a specific, a specific show, you can contact me, Michael L. Harris, at, uh, by email at sastunemedia at gmail.com. That's S-A-S-T-U-N-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. To offset the cost of this production, we gladly accept tips and donations. To do so, just go to Sastune Media, S-A-S-T-U-N-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Click on the podcast tab and follow the help support this project button to contribute. Michael L. Harris is a proud member of SAG-AFTRA. This podcast is produced under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement and the original music for the program was written, recorded, and produced by Mark McPeak. The opinions expressed herein are simply that, opinions, and they are the observations of Michael L. Harris at the time of production. They're not definitive and not intended to offend or demean any person, production, or venue mentioned herein. The, and they are also subject to change. The program is the property of Sastune Media and MLH Media LLC. It's copyrighted 2021 and all rights are reserved.